Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing? I trust that everybody had a wonderful week, right? I pray and I hope that everyone had a wonderful week. And my week was pretty good. If anybody's wondering, my week was my week. My week is kind of like thrown off now because I'm more, and here I go again, still trying to adjust to this new lifestyle that God has put me in lately. Whereas my weekends aren't my weekends anymore. My weekends aren't my own. So it's Saturday and Sunday. I'm usually out the house and that's, Unusual for me because Saturday and Sunday I was usually always in the house. So I always, air quote, knew what a week, you know, the weekend was always the weekend to me. But now, most of my running around or most of the things that I have to do, I do on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm always out of the house. So my days when I'm normally in the house now is like during the week, like say Wednesday and Thursday. So it throws me off when I think about the weekend because even though 
what I usually do wraps up, say, on a Tuesday and I'll have Wednesday and Thursday to like wind down. Can you really let me ask those of you who are on weird schedules or let's let's not say weird schedules because that's the wrong terminology. And I said that I was not going to use things outside of what I am accustomed to and call them weird or different or, you know, it's just what it is because that's someone's what is weird to me is someone's normal. You know what I mean? So we have to be careful how we direct things or say things or even respond to certain things because what may be like off the wall to you is something that you know people are like well that's what I do all the time so it's not off the wall to me so I say all that to say not weird I take that back how do you how do people the ones of you that are working these off hours and off schedules how does that fit into your lifestyle. You know, I just wonder how people adapt to that. And I told you how God always, sorry for all the noise that you might hear. I have a lozenger in my mouth because my throat was feeling kind of strange this morning. But I, uh, I say that God has me now in this, with this transition I'm learning other people's normals, if that sounds, if that makes any sense to you. What was normal to me, I'm no longer living that. I'm living other people's normal. And I guess it has to do with being well-rounded because how can you say you understand or even can relate to something that you know nothing about, right? And for years, we've had a a lot of people that can say, oh, I can relate to that, or yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But you can't know exactly what someone's talking about unless you've experienced it to even have an understanding of it. Just reading about it sometimes can give you an understanding, but unless you actually feel it and have to make decisions in that, in that, like they say, Walk a mile in a person's shoes, right? Sometimes it doesn't even take a mile. How about just walk a block? I'm finding that a lot of the shoes that God is trying to put on my feet right now, I would have passed those shoes up in the store. I'm not a shoe lover anyway. And we got on this from before. Who loves what, you know, and who likes to get a lot of. And, you know, I've told you I'm not the average woman. I'm not that person that runs out and has, like, all these shoes all over the place. Shoes just never... They never, uh, you know, caught my eye like that. I mean, I wear them because I have to have them on my feet, but I'm never one for like, oh, I have to have those shoes or, oh, I have to have those boots. So for God to put shoes on my feet now that and want me to walk in them to get an understanding, you know, I'm really like, I don't want to walk there. I don't even want to walk anywhere. I barely want to walk where I need to walk. Now you have me walking in other people's shoes. But that's just my own thing that he's dealing with me with. And I don't know how many of you he's dealing with you also with your not wanting to walk a certain way or not even wanting to walk your own path. And I think that he has us in this season with the new year coming up and with everything else that we've already been through. He's preparing us. 
He's preparing us for the lives that he has, that he wants us to live, the lives that we are going to impact in what we do, right? Because that's what this journey that we're on is all about, right? Finding our purpose to impact lives, right? For the kingdom, to impact lives for the better, right? That's what this journey is all about. And he's reminding us, he's bringing us back. He's bringing back to our remembrance that that is the focus of why we're doing this. Yes, we do this because it makes us better people in the long run. Yes. Yes, we do this because, you know, everyone just wants to be the best version of themselves. That's what we always say. We're trying to be the best version of ourself. And sometimes we have to dig really deep to find that person, right? But they're there because we were all born with it. He put it all in us from birth. So we have it. It's just for us to tap into it and bring it out. So I say all that to say, just as he has me walking in these various shoes down these various blocks, right, for understanding, how many of you does he have doing the same things? How many of you have found that lately he's moving you out of your comfort zone and having you think about or explore other things, right? Because ultimately, it's all for his glory. So if 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 it's for his glory, he's not going to have you where you get comfortable and you're just like, okay, I've made it. I've arrived. I'm living large. I'm good. I could sit back now. No, that's not the way God, that's not even the way God operates. Because if you think about creation, he didn't stop at the first day. He could have stopped at the first day, right? Because when he looked at it and he said, oh yeah, this is good. He could have stopped there, but he kept going. And every day he created something else and he made something else. And that's the same way he wants us to be. And if we're made in his image, we have that in us to not just sit back and not do we always have to try to do something better than what we did the day before, right? So with that and with this coming to the end of the season, today's topic, right? Oh, but before I get to today's topic, let me get housekeeping out of the way, right? I always have to get housekeeping out of the way. And I was ready to just dive into today's topic. But let's just keep with tradition and do housekeeping, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. So now we can talk about today's topic. And today's topic was, I think it's very fitting and I see where God is going with this and I'm in the flow. Let me tell you something. When you stop 
resisting the wind (laughs) or resisting the way the river is running, it's a smoother ride. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. It's a smoother ride. Okay. So today's topic is living in obedience. Right. And our teaching is going to come from Deuteronomy 4, 4 to 6. And as always, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did to Baal Peor. For the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all the men who followed Baal of Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God or are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them. For this is is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Blessed is the reading of the word of the Lord, right? So we know that in these last two months of the year, God is reminding us the importance of obedience and following his word because he's preparing us for his kingdom, right? And every day, every day you can see how much of your life God has been an influence on, especially, especially if you've been following your journey to find your purpose, like we started out here, right? If you've been, and I'm not saying that you had to do everything that we talked about on every show. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you took even bits and pieces of some of what you heard on some of the shows, there is no way that your life could not have been impacted. And I'm not saying that because I'm such a scholar or I'm just so brilliant and I know. No, but I know what we have discussed here on this show coming from God had to impact you if you followed, if you followed and paid attention to what was being discussed. It had to, it had to make you at least think. And once you get someone thinking, you can create change. Because that's what the whole thing is about, right? The mind has to start first. It has to start in in what you think first before you can do the action. Everything, the action that you see, the action that you see most people doing is something that they've thought about from before. Think about it. Before you do an action, you've already thought about it. You might have thought about it for years. You might have thought about it just in a split second. Either way. You thought about it first before you made a move, right? So everything that we've been doing here, 
with the different topics that he had us, you know, reading up on and and following and getting an understanding for was for us with this journey that we're on to know that it's not a race. It's not a, it's not a, a sprint, a relay that we're doing. Sometimes it's a relay. Sometimes we will have to pass stuff off. But before you get to the part where you're running, running, running for the end, sometimes you're sprinting, but most of the time it's a long marathon, like the New York City Marathon. You know how you're going through all the boroughs? And sometimes you're going through boroughs, and some of us get stuck in one borough because we take the wrong turn, right? Some of us is still running around in the same borough. We haven't even got back on the path of where the marathon is even going or, the you know, the, the road that the marathon is, marathon is supposed to be run on. We're still running around in our own circle, right, in our own little race. So he's telling us to get ready because it all of it has to do with obedience. And when I say obedience, a lot of people, when they hear obedience and when you pair it with the Bible, the first thing they want to think about is rules and regulations, right? But it's not rules and regulations. It's something that's going to help us through our life, right? And when you think about it, everything that we do, Everything that we do has some form of a rule or a regulation. Everything. Because if there's no rule or regulation, then everybody just does whatever they want. But even in you doing whatever you want, if you even think about it, even on that level, right? If you just think about, well, I want to do whatever it is that I want to do. Even you yourself sets up some form of rules and regulations that you follow yourself. This is because nobody just gets up and just who just jumps out of bed and just goes. No, when you jump out of bed, the first thing you do is you're in the bathroom. You're washing your face, you're brushing your teeth, you're doing whatever you have to do for yourself personally. Then the next step is getting dressed or you're eating something, or you're looking at your email, or you're looking at TikTok, or you're looking at Instagram. Either way, there's a pattern. You've set up a pattern for yourself. And although you don't want to look at it as a rule or regulation, you can, if someone was to write it down and say, okay, well, these are the rules of what Kenya does when she gets up in the morning. She does this, she does this, she does this, she does this. Or this is the rules of what Barbara does when she gets up in the morning. She does this, she does that. You can look at it as a rule and regulation. So when people hear that word, they automatically want, ah, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't want to have to follow this, that, and the other. But believe it or not, like we talked last week or the week before, I can't even remember. When we talked about who are you a slave to, you're either a slave to one master or you're a slave to another. But you're a slave to somebody. You're a slave to somebody or something. Right. Something is controlling you. Something is guiding you to do what you do. So that's why in this whole time when God was talking about living in obedience, when he gave it to me. It made sense. Right. Because every day. He's creating in us the person that he created us to be. Right. And in this coming 2022, yes, it sounds strange. I'm talking about 2022. 
this is the year coming for us to believe all the things that God has said to us, right? And we're only going to be able to believe what he says to us if we're obedient to what he has said from before, right? How could you follow something that someone's saying to you today if you've never listened to something that they said to you in the past, right? So all the ways that God has spoken to us, whether it be through our dreams, whether it be through the reading of his word, or whether it was that small, still voice that he was whispering to you, just you, right? This is not the time to waver from what we've heard. And that's what he's teaching us in the obedience. If you're obedient to his commandments, then you'll be obedient to the instructions and the directions that he's given you to go forth with in 2022, because it's just going to be a natural flow, right? And the reason why we really want to be obedient and follow and do as he says, because he has a certain path for us to walk down. And although we strayed off the path from before, now time is of the essence, as they say, and it's really for us to get it together. It's time for us to get it together and do what we're supposed to be doing. Jesus says to us in Revelation 3, 15 to 16, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's Revelation three fifteen to 16, right? Now, you didn't think. And see, this is where I say when people talk about God and talk about Jesus, talk about all the parts of God and Jesus, right? And we know God is love. And that's the first thing everyone wants to teach because if you don't bring people in with kindness and love and you start out with the hammer, nobody wants to hear anything you have to say, right? But can I tell you, God is not only just love, he's vengeance too, right? And anyone that has read the Bible or know the stories from the Bible they see that God never spared those who did not do what he wanted them to do. Let's just take let's just take his own creation when he flooded the place and told Noah to make the ark, okay? He was like, oh, I'm sick of these people. I'm getting rid of them. Look, Noah, make that boat. Get everybody in there. Get them animals in there because I'm cleaning the place up. Just that simple, right? So I say that to say, when you think about what I just read, Revelation 3, 15 to 16. Jesus, God, is looking for a people to stand for something, right? Right? And obedience. It takes obedience to stand for something, right? And he says, because you're neither hot nor cold, meaning that you can't make up your mind whether you want to believe or not believe, whether you want to follow or not follow, he will vomit you out of his mouth. Now, when I read that, when he gave that to me and I read that, and I was like, ooh, just think about it. 
You know how it feels when you and I'm not trying to be gross this morning, but let's just keep it real. You know how it feels when you feel like you want to vomit, right? When you get that nauseous feeling, whether you something that you might have smelt or tasted or saw, right? And you get that feeling in your mouth where your mouth starts feeling watery, right? And you just start, you're all uncomfortable and all of a sudden everything feels hot and you just want to take stuff off because you can't breathe and your head might start hurting and your stomach is, is turning and you're like getting like doubled over and it's just like, I can't take it anymore. And you just want to release everything out of you because you just know once I get it out of me, I'll just feel better, right? If I just could get this feeling out of me, I'll feel better, right? So could you imagine if that's how we make Jesus feel? Because we, because we, not because we smell bad. Well, maybe we do smell bad because half of the stuff we're doing, right? Maybe we do look bad because of half of the actions that we're doing, right? Maybe we are leaving a bad taste in his mouth because of the way we are carrying on. He's like, make up your mind. You're either going to be with me or against me. And that's what I was talking about before with the, who are you serving? Who are you a slave to? Right? And if it gets down to the point where you're making him sick, you're making him sick where he's saying he will throw up so he could feel better to get rid of everything that you're putting in him. It's time for us to get our acts together, right? So in coming to 2022, it's about obedience. It's about walking daily in our purpose. And if you, and see, if you learn to walk in obedience and learn to follow the commandments, it becomes a part of your daily life. It's not something that you have to think about. Oh, no, thou shalt not steal. You're not walking down the street every day thinking thou shalt not steal. Because you know, okay, I'm not supposed to steal. So if you see something just sitting around, you're not just going to take it, right? But for those who don't know, yes, it is going to be like baby steps. You have to learn what the commandments say so that you can then apply them into your everyday life. And then you can go on the road of what your purpose is. Because if you don't know what things you shouldn't do, how are you going to follow what you should do, right? And also going into 2022, which I'll probably take up more of coming next week, but I'll just give you a little taste of it this week. Everything that we do, everything that we're following, everything that we're reading and believing, we have to navigate with faith, right? And we talked about faith some some um, episodes back. We talked about faith, but we talked about faith surfacely. But now the way God is showing me, he's showing me what the real, the real meat and importance of what faith really is, right? And all these walks of being obedient builds your level of faith. So we're going to talk about that in more depth next week. I just wanted to give you a little taste of 
where we're going with this whole thing coming towards the end of the year, right? And for those of you who have missed some of these episodes of preparation that God has us in, we started from, I'd say, last month, really. I mean, he's been preparing us the whole show, but where he's really now starting to get into the nitty gritty of everything was coming towards the last couple of months of this year. You could always find those shows on my archive in my archive on my Radio Free Brooklyn page. If you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, you can go to What Would Kay Say? And all my archive shows are there. So you can see, even if you like to the point where, well, how does she get here and why is she talking about that? You can see the progression through all of the shows, you know, how I've gotten to where I am right now. And I'm also on Spotify and iTunes. And if you want to drop me a line, if you're on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram, Today. So I'm just saying all that to let you know where we're heading towards the course of this year's end and what God has in store for us coming up in the year 2022. So I know I've given you a lot. I know I've given you a lot of information this morning. And there's just one thing I want to leave you guys with. That when I first started this journey, God first gave it to me. My first work. Now, how he got me with words. And you know how I always have a word in a month. Because he's always given me a word. And through that word, I actually start living things. Right? Or understanding that word differently in my life. And the first word that God ever gave me was escapade, right? When I first started this whole, you know, I think I know what my purpose is. And I think I'm supposed to be doing this, this, and this. I know I'm supposed to be talking and I know I'm supposed to be spreading the gospel. Yes, we're all supposed to spread the gospel. But I just knew there was a certain way that I was supposed to do it. And I was trying to really hone in on my skills on, you know, what was it really? He gave me the word escapade. And escapade means an act or is incident involving excitement, daring, or adventure. And one thing I will say, that that word has prepared me for my purpose, right? It has totally prepared me because when I tell you everything that I've been moving in and experiencing in my life since he's given me that word, it's been one big escapade, right? One big escapade. So I also say that to say to you how I know when I first started the show, I used to always ask the guests that I had on, I'd say, what is your signature? What is your signature scripture that you always go to that you hold on to, right? So I'm also now dropping this for you guys. What is your signature word that God has given you? If you think back, you might not have even paid attention to it before. And I was saying how, remember in the show, I was talking about the little things that we don't pay attention to. Like when I was talking about the light switch that I couldn't find on the day I needed it. The little things that we don't pay attention to, maybe now, maybe now going forward, you can start paying attention to. What word has God dropped in your spirit? That if you really think about it from before or if you think about it now going forward, it's something he's trying to show you and prepare you for or navigate you towards. Because when he gave me that word escapade, I was like, escapade? 
why am I going on an escapade? You know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me, the one who don't like to travel and fly. I mean, I like to travel, but you know how I am about flying. We're not going to get in that again. But he gave me the word escapade. And ever since he's given me that, when I think back in the whole course of the way he's been directing me, it has been an escapade. So I want you guys to pay attention to the little things that he might drop in your spirit that you think, oh, it's no big deal. But if you start to look at it and realize, yeah, it is a big deal. And it does play a part in what I'm doing and where I'm going. So with that, I've talked enough. I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. One time, let's go. Oh, yeah. My name is Quiz. One. Of his eyes, I'm blessed like David. Say the boy don't the fresh, I know Balfrid happy. And my life don't the sweet to be like picnic. When I call Baba, God it the answer real quick. Abba, father, you bless the boy, you pepper them like a father. They can't test the boy. Cause Jehovah is my father. When I show up everywhere, they sent his grace. Be the fragrance always high on the ghost. I don't need to be on substance. Yeah, and I ain't saying I deserve this. But he loved me first, and that's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, bang, bang, bang Oh my God, when I drop this jam Everybody nod, nod We don't see no lockdowns Cause we have no open doors Couple of his eyes, we bless There's no law Keep the gospel as a bullet Then I'm cocking my guns, yeah Now you be my order Papa, you be my order Show me care when I call on you. You never fail, you're always there for me, me. You're there for me. Every time I call on your name, you always answer me. Strikes hard, no time that's I Jesus, Holy Ghost, Jehovah For the enemies, man, it is over Love is the highest offer And Omega, many kingdoms gone down But your reign is forever high You got the keys to my heart, Lord Welcome to your home, no padlock Oh my joke for the devil, no bad luck And so we stay in top, yeah, until the rapture Papa, you be my order Scared 
I'm so filled with fear. I can barely move. Doubt. I've had my share of doubt, but never more than right now. I'm wondering where are you? Here on the edge of fall apart. Somehow your promises find my troubled heart. This is the truth I'm saying.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
it is now time for the part of the show that I call op-ed. Now in op-ed this week, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I tell you people all the time, this is why I don't listen to the news. Because when I listen to the news, it's like everything is jumping off. Okay, let's see. There's so many, there's so much stuff going on and something is always changing every day that by the time it gets to me to tell you on Sunday, it's already old news, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because I didn't get a chance to talk about it. So it's not old until I'm finished talking about it. (laughs) Right. I make my own rules here. It's my show. (laughs) So now in op-ed, we have New York, right? New York moves to pass legislation that would permit lawful permanent residents or those authorized to work in the U.S. to vote in city elections. What do you think? What do you people think of that? And I know some of my listeners aren't even from New York, but what do you think of that? New York City lawmakers approved a bill that will let more than 800,000 residents who aren't U.S. citizens vote in municipal elections beginning becoming the largest city in the U.S. to grant access to the polls to non-citizens. The Democratic-led city council voted 30 to 14 for the measure which, if enacted, would take effect for city council races in 2023. It has prompted legal questions as well as concerns from Republicans. Now, the reason why I bring this up, it's twofold why I bring this up. One is because remember when I started working at the polls for elections and I saw how things were actually done. Whereas most of us just go and vote and leave. We don't even know about the voting process. We don't think about it once we cast our ballot and we're out. Being there, I saw a lot how things are handled, how people are handled, how different things are presented. This right here is impactful. Think about it. You before the biggest thing which drove people to want to become a citizen of the United States was the fact that you got to vote in their elections. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not the national elections that they're going to be able to vote in, but they're still going to be able to vote in city elections, which when you think about it, all you people who are citizens that have been sitting on your backsides, not voting and complaining about why things aren't going your way, now you have, and I don't have anything against non-citizens, do not quote me out of context, okay? Because I say what I say. You have people who aren't citizens that's going to be now dictating where your city dollars, tax dollars are going. And don't get me wrong, flip side of that coin, because you know I always have a coin, right? The flip side of that coin is, yes, they feel that they should have a say in what goes on in the city when it comes to voting, because if they are residents and they're legal to work here, they're paying taxes. So it goes back to 
like one of the councilwomen said, because when I heard it, I was like, "Ooh, this is going back to like with the British. Why we as Americans pulled away from Europe taxation without representation because Europe was taxing America on everything that they sent here. Everything that we sent there to import, export, everything was taxed. Right. You would think China giving us problems. Europe was giving us problems back in the day. Right. And that's why America was like, I'm not going to keep paying all these taxes and I don't get a say in what goes on in British rule. Right. I don't get a say in how you govern me, but I got to pay you taxes. This is the argument that the council people that voted 33 to 14, this is the argument that they stood on. How do you have all these people working here and they can't vote and have a say in how we govern here. Hmm. Okay. I look at it this way. Like I said, it was, oh, that was always the precedent. You know, it's like, oh, I want to become a citizen. So now I have a right to vote because in most of the places where they come from immigrants, right. And we know if you're an immigrant, you came from somewhere, right. A lot of the people didn't get to vote. Or if they did vote, their votes was thrown out. It didn't count. It didn't matter. But see, here in America, we have, even with all the corruption in voting, we still have voting laws where people were fighting and dying for this right to be able to vote. So now you're just, I look at it. Yes, I understand if you're a resident here, you may feel a certain way. But I also look at it as, You're a resident here and you're allowed to work here, but you're not a citizen here. That's like being a guest in someone's house. If I invite you to my house to stay in my house, you can't then tell me what I can do in my house, right? Because you're a guest. Now, I may be allowing you to stay for a long period of time. That still doesn't make you a member of my household or someone who could tell me what I could do in my house. I don't care. And if you don't like what I do in my house, you have the option to leave. Nothing, nothing is binding you to stay here in my house. And that's how I kind of look at this. Like I said, I don't have anything against immigrants. I don't. Everyone immigrated from somewhere, right? But if they're here, we go back to obedience with rules and regulations, right? If the rule and regulation was you have to be a citizen to be able to vote, that's the rule and regulation. It doesn't matter that you're working here and paying taxes because you know what? You're working here because you want to be here and work. It's not like when we were brought over on slave ships and they're making you work. You volunteered to come here. You volunteered to come here and work. So that's my only argument with this, that if you want to be able to have a say in what goes on in the city that you decided to make your home, then follow the rules and become a citizen. And now I'm not going into the whole thing about the political rigmarole about how hard it is to become a citizen and how hard it is to get. I'm not going into that 
because that's another st- that's another part of legislation that the people who are citizens here, if you feel you want to change that to make it easier for others to become citizens, then that's what we have to do. We have to start introducing legislation to allow those who have been put through the mill or put on a, a conveyor belt and they're just going around in a circle like the luggage at the airport. We have to do something about that. But it's not for those people to come here and now say, well, this is what I want New York City to spend their tax dollars on. I'm sorry, no. Yeah, your tax, your money goes into the taxes, yes, but your money goes into the taxes because you choose to come here and work. Those of us who are citizens here, this is where we live. This is where we live, so we have to pay taxes. And yes, we should say where our money goes. That's just like if I went to another country and I worked there and I'm paying taxes, but I'm, I'm now I'm going to tell these people, no, I, I don't want that. I don't live there. I live there, but I'm not a citizen there. Like I said, you can come to my house, but you can't tell me what to do in my house, right? Next, next piece of business in op-ed Mayor de Blasio announcing the New York City mandate for vaccines for indoor dining. Now all kids 5 to 11 must show proof of one vaccination, right? And the mayor was the first in the nation to put a vaccine mandate on private sector workers, right? The mandate was set to take effect December 27th, but now I've heard that they have an injunction and the courts are looking at it because people are screaming, oh, private sector is screaming, oh, you can't tell us what to do with our workers. That's private sector on the outside screaming, you can't do tell us what to do with our workers. But you want to know something behind closed doors? Private sector is saying, oh, thank God. Now we don't have to look like the bad guy to impose this vaccine mandate. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. You think private sector wants their people to keep going out sick with COVID, that they have to keep hiring all these people to clean their facilities over and over and over because of the germ, because they have to keep their facilities safe for the employees that they have there working. That's dollars coming out of their pocket. So you really think that private sector is really upset that the mayor mandated this? Oh, no, they are toasting glasses in that backboard room. Oh, thank God he did it. So now we don't have to look like the bad guys. But hey, who am I to say? And that's the end of op-ed. And we all know our word of the month is resilience, right? We are going to be resilient with all these changes that we have coming up in 2022 that the Lord is preparing us for, we will be resilient, right? And our promise for this week comes from Job 12, 12. Wisdom is with aged men and with length of days, understanding. I thank you all for sitting in with me today. I thank all of you who joined in to hear what say the Lord I wish you all a blessed week. Show your best light shine. When you walk in a room, it should get brighter because of your presence, right? Because that's what we are here for, to shine light into the dark places. I wish you all the best. Have a blessed week. Be kind. Be good. 
Wash your hands, wear your mask, and social distance, right? And until the Lord brings us together again next week, peace. Understand, I know you see it. Every single thing I do, it's in your hands, and I believe it. I don't really know why I feel like I keep letting it down. There's nothing that can separate me from you, and I believe it. What is